0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and the podcast when you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 1 through 8, called, This is the Will of God.
1: There are specific commands that came from the lips of Jesus and we could read those in the Gospels and even in Revelation. But I want to tell you that there's something that we're going to find here that is beyond just the red letters of the New Testament. Because any command that comes in the New Testament via a letter, via any New Testament book, Philippians, 1 Thessalonians, is by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this argument in our culture where people say Jesus never addressed this, Jesus never addressed that, is bogus. Because all scripture is inspired by God. And Jesus is God. God. So if a commandment is given through the pen of Paul by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God is triune in his nature, and that commandment is by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are many people outside and inside the church who try to get slippery with this and say, well, Jesus never addressed this, he never addressed that. But Paul just said these commandments come through the authority or by Jesus Christ. For this, verse 3, is the will of God, your sanctification. If you're interested, the word for sanctification is hagiasmas. And basically, it, in a general sense, it just means to be set apart. God's will is that you would be set apart. Set apart for what? For holy purposes. When a vessel was made and then placed into the temple of God, it moved from an ordinary vessel into something holy. When God called a prophet like Jeremiah, Jeremiah wasn't specifically holy in and of himself. But once he was called by God to be God's spokesman, God's vessel, he became a holy prophet. The apostles weren't especially godly. We watch them in the Gospels and sometimes we're like, really? (laughs) They're still arguing about which one's going to be the greatest? But once they were set apart unto Jesus's mission and ministry, they were holy apostles. Not because they were particularly holy, but because God had taken them out of the world, placed them into Christ, and then set them apart to be a vehicle by which his will would be done. Everybody with me? So holiness isn't, you know, that you have a shiny halo over your head as you walk around more than other people. It's that God in his grace decided to save you and you responded to that invitation and then you were set apart unto his purposes. This is the will of God, that you'd be set apart to holy purposes. You could render it this way. That is that you, and then here's a specific, generally speaking, the will of God is that you'd be set apart for his purpose. Here's a specific. So this isn't the whole will of God, but this is one aspect of it. And it's interesting that this comes up. This is the will of God, your sanctification. That is that you abstain from sexual immorality. Now, the idea of abstention from sexual immorality to many in our culture is an absolute joke. That's why they give condoms out in high schools, because they don't believe that people can actually be pure in this area. They just don't believe it. And the truth of the matter is that you can be pure in this area. Otherwise, God wouldn't have said it. And you can wait until you're married. But let's face it, if we were to look at the statistics of people who actually wait until they're married to be intimate, it, it would be a very sad number. And maybe it's because we're not as strong as we should be on these things anymore. See the the phrase sexual immorality there? It's a single Greek word called pornea, where we get the idea of pornography. And if you look up this Greek word in a lexicon, you will find several, you'll find a paragraph of definitions. But sexual immorality is defined this way it is any illicit sexual intimacy outside of the covenant of marriage, period. That's it. Pornea is to commit sexual immorality, to go the wrong way. If you abstain from pornea, you do not have intimacy until you are in a covenant marriage between a male and female. And that covenant marriage, of course, for Christians, is based upon the foundation of Christ. And so sometimes, you know, people come into churches and they think, well, we beat up one area or another. We're always pointing our finger at this or that. But let me just say, you know, if, if we come to this text and we're thinking about somebody else, we're, we're off kilter here. We need, we need to look at this text for us, first and foremost, because this is not written to a world of unbelievers. Who's this written to? The church. It's written to us. This is our mail. So I know sometimes we look at the world and we're like, oh, that's terrible and that's awful and why this and why that? And and certainly that's true. But right now, this is for us. This is written to the church. And we are called upon to abstain from sexual immorality, to abstain from a pornea. If you write down this for your notes, if you're taking notes, Acts 15, 20 and 29, after the Jerusalem council, they write a letter to brand new believers who were Gentiles. So they were not Jewish, but they were Gentile believers coming out of all this pagan idolatry that oftentimes had sexual immorality around it, even in their so-called worship. And they said, you will do well to abstain from this uh, sin. And they named sexual immorality in Acts 15, 20, and 29. I wrote in my notes that uh, this area of sexual immorality, probably like no other, can hurt or stain your soul, And hurt and stain your holiness. Would you agree? I mean, it it just has a way of getting in there and really upending so many lives. And Christ wants you to be free. Psalm 4 3 says, Know that the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Now, a great example of a man who was set apart unto God and who fell in this area is David. And I think most of you know the story. And David should have been, you know, the implication of the text is that he should have been with his army battling, but he was kind of just hanging around and he got enticed and he ended up folding to the temptation. And let me just say to you, I want to be extremely real and say to you that, look, I know that temptations abound everywhere, and it's not a sin to be tempted in this area. But if you're going to be tempted in this area, make sure that you haven't set yourself up for the temptation. See, if you put it in front of your face and then you sit there and say, oh, it's so terrible that this is always coming up. Why did you do that? If you set yourself up for the fall, all you are doing is shooting yourself in the foot with your own gun. Now, there are some things that, you know, you're driving down the road. There's the billboard. And you're like, oh, you're in the market, you know, supermarket line. And there it is. There's the cover of the magazine. Uh, <laughs> right. Sometimes you want to cover other people's eyes, too, in the line. Some years ago, uh, I was in a printing company and we were, we did the, these. Uh, we go to these conferences and stuff and we uh, headed to New Orleans one time when uh I was telling a friend of mine, I was a Christian serving the Lord, but I was also, you know, uh, in secular work. And I said, hey, you know, my, we're going to go down to New Orleans and my friends in the company want to walk down Bourbon Street. What do you think? And he goes, oh, he goes, Pastor Michael, that is, that is about as gross immorality as you're going to get. But here's my friend. He goes, but I think you should do it. But just prepare yourself and... Uh, just just see what's there. And so we start walking down Bourbon Street. And I'll tell you, it's, it's just open immorality everywhere. Posters on windows that you can't even imagine. And I watched families walking down Bourbon Street with their little kids. <laughs> and I'm like trying to cover up little kids' eyes of other families. And they're like, who are you? What are you doing, man? Chill out. And my co-workers were going, to each his own, baby, to each his own. And I was like, no. (laughs) God wants you, New Living Translation, to be holy and to steer clear or keep clear of all sexual sin. Boy, what a challenge. See, God wants you to be a clean vessel, and it leads into verse 4 that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Now that word vessel is an interesting word. And some of you have heard the the phrase jars of clay. And this this is a picture that the Bible gives of a vessel. And the vessel in and of itself could just be a clay pot. What makes the vessel valuable is the contents of the pot. So... In the late 1940s, they discovered something called the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the the clay pots that held the scrolls weren't in and of themselves valuable, but they became valuable because of their contents. And this is the idea of what it means to be holy. We are jars of clay. We are made from the dust, right? From dust we came, to dust we're headed back should the Lord not come in our lifetime. But what gives us great value, what makes us holy is the contents of the vessel. And what you have is the beauty of the gospel in your life. You have Jesus in your life. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. your, Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. You are not your own. You have been bought
0: with a price. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 Apologetic Events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate.
1: Pastor Michael and the Walk-In Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, And of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's
0: 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And they're like, who are you? What are you doing, man? Chill out. And my coworkers were going, to each his own, baby.
1: To each his own. And I was like, no. <laughs> God wants you. New Living Translation to be holy and to steer clear or keep clear of all sexual sin. Boy, what a challenge. See, God wants you to be a clean vessel and it leads into verse four that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Now that word vessel is an interesting word and some of you have heard the, the phrase jars of clay. And this is, the, this is a picture that the Bible gives of a vessel and the vessel in and of itself could just be a clay pot. What makes the vessel valuable is the contents of the pot. So in the late 1940s, they discovered something called the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the, the clay pots that held the scrolls weren't in and of themselves valuable, but they became valuable because of their contents. And this is the idea of what it means to be holy. We are jars of clay. We are made from the dust, right? (laughs) From dust we came to dust we're headed back should the Lord not come in our lifetime. But what gives us great value, what makes us holy is the contents of the vessel. And what you have is the beauty of the gospel in your life. You have Jesus in your life. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. Your your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. See, you are a vessel, and you will be a vessel for something or someone. Amen? Amen? You're going to have some contents and what comes out of you is going to determine your life, your value, your destiny, everything. Each of you, NIV, should learn. And I like the idea of learning because it's a process to control or you could say gain control over his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. See, you are the Lord's property. What? I'm my own person. I want to do what I want to do when I want. I mean, the, most parents will die of i just as their kids are growing up. Iitis and why Why does this happen? Why, 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 why? I, 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 I. That's our culture right now. But the Bible is calling upon us to say it's about you. It's about your glory. I want to be a vessel of honor fit for the master's use. You belong to the Lord. And I won't take you there, but the book of Romans, especially Romans chapter one, speaks about people who know there's a God. They won't honor God. God is God. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness, and they begin to dishonor their own vessels, dishonor their own bodies in sexual sin. I was on the way to church this morning and Jay Vernon McGee said there is evidence from Jericho and I can't tell you what the evidence is, but he said that one of the reasons God told them not to touch anything was that these cultures were filled with venereal diseases because of their practices. And see, sometimes we think, well, God's trying to ruin my fun. God's trying to limit me into what I want to do. And then we dive into those lifestyles. And if you guys want to uh, hear some of those testimonies, there's a a website, I think it's called Pure Sex. And there are testimonies after testimonies of people who got involved in all kinds of lifestyles and got out of it and became Christians and they testify to what it did to them and to the lies and what they got sucked into. Um, If you're interested, I'll give you the website. I don't have the exact address, but see, we have a treasure in our earthen vessels. And each one needs to know how to possess his own vessel in holiness and honor. If you're young and you're not married right now, let me say to you that one of the things that you're doing is preserving yourself for the person that you're going to be with. And I will say to you, if you've fallen in this area, there's hope for you. Because God is a God of restoration and he's given me so many chances in my life and I celebrate grace every day. But I will tell you, if you're a Christian right now, one of the reasons that you should keep yourself pure is for the Lord first and foremost, but it's also for your future spouse. Amen? See, there is a beauty in the intimacy of a marriage that is ahead of you if you're a young person who's planning on getting married that you will know with that person... And there's a beauty of that uh, exclusive relationship that's only for the two of you that no one can put a value on. And we don't talk about this much in the church because it just, for whatever reason, doesn't get addressed. And sometimes people walk into churches and they feel all all it is is I get beat up for what I shouldn't be doing. But let me tell you the positive side. The positive side is this is God's idea. Huh? Huh? Intimacy in marriage is something that he made up, that he wanted for you, that he wanted you to find oneness and fulfillment in that setting. Example, and I've shared it before, but I think it's a good illustration. Imagine that I had a beautiful garden outside of my backyard and I had these beautiful red roses planted there. And let's just say that I uh, I get some soil, some deep, rich dark soil, and I add it to the garden. These roses are, they're growing beautifully, and I'm, and I'm uh, watering them and everything like that. And let's, let's just say in its setting, it's beautiful. And let's say that uh, my wife and I just purchased brand new white carpet in our living room, and I open the sliding glass door, get a shovel full of dirt, take that dirt, and throw it onto the white carpet. No! Can you feel it? Anyway, Now, in its proper place, that soil in its right setting is beautiful. But once I take it out of its proper place and throw it somewhere where it doesn't belong, it becomes what? Dirty. That's what our culture has done with sex. Something that God intended to be beautiful in its proper context has now been taken out of its proper context, and it is everywhere, and it brings dirtiness and filth to just about every area of life. This is is where we live.
0: You've been listening to This is the Will of God, Part 2 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians, Chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Michael Lance is the Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Pastor Michael and the rest of us here at Walk in Truth would love it if you joined us for any one of our church services, Bible studies, or the special events we do throughout the year. Find out what's going on by downloading the Living Truth app. And in case there's more than one, it's the one with the red logo and the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael with some final words.
1: Well, in this passage, as Paul says, the will of God is that you abstain from sexual immorality. Now that's, that's not the only thing about God's will, but it is an important thing that you don't fall into sexual sin. And let's get real. Sexual sin is rampant and it is challenging just to humans. And I think men tend to struggle a little bit more because men are very visual and pornography, you know, tries to hook men in. And right now you may be a Christian who's been walking with the Lord for a long time And you open the door to some form of sexual immorality and you just got spanked by the Lord. And you're like, and all God's people said, ouch, what do I do now? Here's what you do. You repent. And if it's pornography, then get it off of your computer and don't go back and find a filtering uh, system that works. If it's something that you did, then you may need to go talk to your pastor and get biblical wisdom and say, what do I do now? Look, it's never too late to turn around from sexual sin. As long as you got breath in your lungs and if you've created a situation right now because of your sin, there is a way out. Jesus is the way out, but you've got to be honest and you've got to take that step and I would encourage you to take it with your pastor. Now, if you don't have a pastor, you need one and a radio pastor isn't going to cut it. But if we can help, we've been letting you know about a hotline that you can call 844-48-TRUTH. Let's call it a helpline, (laughs) 844-48-TRUTH. You got to call nine to four Pacific time to talk to a pastor. But if you need to talk to somebody, we're here. Now, I'd like to invite you to our Sunday morning service here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. If you live anywhere near the Inland Empire, we are right off the 91 freeway in Lincoln Avenue, right really where the 91 and 15 freeways intersect. That's where the church is. And our Sunday morning services are at 9 and 1115 a.m. We live stream the 9 a.m., but enough with the live stream. If you're physically able to get to church, get to church, man. We're here, we're meeting, we're worshiping the Lord, we're preaching the word, we're fellowshipping. Come, 9 and eleven fifteen 15 a.m. Now you can get information and directions at the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app. Download it free from your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars or go to walkintruth.com. Love to worship with you. Hey, if that's not possible, make sure you go to church. Encourage and pray for your pastor Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Have a fabulous weekend, and we'll see you right here Monday. God bless you.
0: One more thing before we go. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on the radio, provide the podcast, and to do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply it to today's issues, trends, and culture. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And thank you. And join us next week for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, called This is the Will of God. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a great weekend, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.